0: Um how's there? <laughs> how are you? I'm very well, how are you? I'm really, really, really good, thank you very, very much.
1: Welcome to series three. Final Episode
0: of Bearback. <laughs> the podcast where we navigate our lives together as a bear couple. And explore the quirks of our respective cultures. I'm Ben and for the last time this series I'm British. I'm Benja, and I am forever Argentinian. Well, no, I'm forever British, but I mean, that phrase that we say is the last time we'll say it this series.
1: Okay, yeah, so, Del Argentinian.
0: Okay, well, coming up this week, we thought long and hard about where we could go to record the series finale, and so for you, dear listeners, we have gallantly travelled to the other side of the world to bring you, as Benja says... Series 3, episode 12, live and direct from Texas, USA. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm full of crap. <laughs> what do you mean? We're not in Texas.
1: We're back home.
0: Oh no, but we could have embellished it a little bit.
1: I know, but we, went, we were fortunate that we went to Texas on holidays. A holidays that, coincidentally, it was on the same week as our series finale.
0: Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to embellish the excitement and make it seem like we've done something really cool for the listeners.
1: I mean, we have done something really cool, and we're putting it on the podcast for our listeners. I mean, I wish we had the production money to (laughs) go and and, and record abroad, but we don't.
0: Okay, well, we are in our kitchen in Warwickshire, but we... Sunny, sunny Warwickshire. It is sunny Warwickshire this week for a change, but we have just come back from Texas. Yes. Yes and that is what we're going to talk all about today. Texas, USA. So, to get listeners in the mood, cuz essentially this episode is a massive humble brag. It's we mean to Texas. But we want to take everybody on that journey with us and tell them some of the cool things that happened while we were there. So I thought we'll start off with a bit of texas Star music. So how's this for a bit of a bed to the episode?
1: Okay. You know, it just dawned on me... You we went to Texas, and we didn't went to any country music. No, we didn't. You? We
0: didn't. We could have done a bit of line dancing, couldn't we?
1: Yeah, and we've been to... Well, we've been to Houston. Yeah. We've been to Galveston, Texas.
0: Yeah.
1: And we've been to Austin.
0: Yeah, which is... You know, one of the homes of live music in the world. I
1: know. I mean, we listen to music because realistically every bar had a band, but we didn't go line
0: dancing. That's
1: a miss. You know what, we just need to go to Texas again.
0: I will definitely want to go again. It was absolutely incredible. We were so blessed because we stayed with your friend. Yeah. So we got picked up from the airport had an, an amazing flight with British Airways shout out to all the crew there <laughs> and then we landed in Houston, your friend picked us up Her and her boyfriend basically drove us around the whole week, going all and sundry to all exciting places, seeing all these different things. That I think, if we'd have gone just me and you, there's a lot of stuff we would have missed.
1: Yeah, probably, and that's the good thing about going to see people who live there. Is not only you get sort of all of your memories. um, She's a friend that we used to work together back in Argentina in the steel mill. Shout out to the steel mill. (laughs) Shout out to the steel mill. Everyone's getting a shout out today. It's the finale.
0: It's the season finale.
1: And she's still working for the steel company, but now from Houston, Texas. So basically, we went to visit my friend and her boyfriend and just tour around with them.
0: And I think at this point, we need to sort of explain that everything genuinely is bigger in Texas. Oh, and, God. and the reason why I want to say at this point is just thinking about your friend's flat and how everything in her flat was considerably larger than what we have here in the uk
1: i know have you seen the size of that washing machine
0: well i was a bit cheeky because i thought energy prices are rising in the uk they're not rising as much in the usa so i'll do a a full washing load before we come back and then we don't have to do any washing when we get back home
1: and it has to be said one of our quarrels here in the uk is that you overfill the washing machine so a full load for you a full load for you is not a full load for me it's more
0: well, I put what I thought was a full load into your friend's washing machine. And it
1: was like a quarter of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: barely touched the sides. I
1: mean, you you could feed a family of four in that washing machine. Happily. And then everything, it was the thing was massive. I love that thing. It's really deep.
0: Again, really a swimming massive. pool. You yeah. could have swam in that. Family of four could have had, basically, a family of four could have had a holiday in all the various appliances in their house. Okay, so what are the big things did we see?
1: Well, this big, this big UK stuff.
0: Yeah, we flew halfway around the world to see a giant statue of the Beatles off of Liverpool. Yes. It was in a beer garden of a brewery at the 8th Wonder. Yeah, um, a craft
1: brewery. Really nice beer.
0: Which the 8th Wonder didn't refer to the statue as I thought it did. It referred to the Astrodome, which at the time was the largest building in the world when it was built. I think it was the, the stadium for Houston.
1: Yeah, I just liked the beer. But yeah, oh, great beer. And it was already time because it was literally 12 o'clock. Yeah,
0: we literally got there. And you could only see the statue properly from the beer garden. We were like, oh, is it open? And this guy basically hollered at us over the fence and was like, we're open. And it was literally like 30 seconds past the hour. Yeah. So, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere.
1: I mean, we could have kind of just taken a photo of the statue from the beer garden. But I mean, if you go to
0: a beer garden, have a pint. So they are 36 feet tall. I don't know what that is in metres. N- I don't know either. But it's tall. Yeah. And they are for sale. So, for three hundred fifty thousand pounds, you could have all the Beatles in your back garden.
1: Yeah, and apparently put them in the right order because that's a thing with it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, John and Paul are in the wrong positions currently. Okay. To what they would have been in the lineup when they performed live, so you'll need to swap those round.
1: Well, as long as you can do it for three hundred and fifty
0: thousand dollars or pounds. Dollars. Okay. So about what? Three hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, more or less. Now, that was the same day, if you remember, that we also got the Uber back to your friend's house at the end of the day. Because obviously we were drinking, so, you know, responsible. Responsible. We left the car at home. Can you just tell listeners what came to pick us up? Because it wasn't a car. You cannot describe that vehicle as a car. I mean,
1: what came to pick us up was a Dodge Ram 250.
0: Okay. Now... For listeners who don't know what that is, because I wouldn't have known what it was before I got in it, it's basically a vehicle. It's the, the biggest s- truck. Yeah, but it's the size of a small house. Well, maybe. Like, if you took it down to Tesco's or or Aldi, you would need two parking spaces if it was in the UK. At least.
1: And you know what? But The thing is, it's not even the biggest truck in Texas. It's a really,
0: really big... I needed a stepladder to get into it.
1: Well, yeah, he's uh, a tall one. I don't know, I feel like in Texas they're trying to figure out how far apart they can put the axles of the vehicle before it just plops in the middle.
0: Oh, don't you reckon that's what they're trying to do?
1: I, I think so, because it, you, you, have you noticed how long the tracks are there? Yeah. The distance between axes are, are massive. Well, we saw that truck on the motorway, on the freeway, as uh,
0: you guys in Texas oh, would say. Come on, you clocking the language. And it was basically pulling what, in this country, a lorry would pull. Yeah, definitely.
1: They are heavy duty and basically it just carried us, the two big bears <laughs> and
0: our friend. <laughs> and our friend. Was tiny, so. And we pootled literally around the corner back to her house. Mm, yeah. It was absolutely insane. And, I mean, I just, how much do you think it would cost to fill the petrol tank of a car that big?
1: I don't know, but the engines also are bigger, so the the miles per gallon is going to be awful.
0: It was it was insane. It was insane. I've never seen anything like it.
1: But you wouldn't struggle to get fuel, wouldn't you? No, I wouldn't.
0: I mean, oh, are you thinking about the petrol station that we went
1: to? I'm thinking about Buckies. <sighs> if you're from Texas and you love Buckys, we absolutely loved Buckys Oh my gosh! It was a little bit like I described Blackpool. It's a little bit like charmingly Chav. Yes. But it was amazing. So if you can, um, we went to one of, probably one of the largest buckets in Texas. Well,
0: the one that we went to, a fun fact, because I have done some research and I'm really gutted that we didn't get to see this because round the back of the Katie store that we stopped at, they have the world's longest car wash and it clocks in at 255 feet of conveyor.
1: Oh, wow. Well, to be fair, you saw big lines of everything. So, let's start with the pumps. How many pumps? I did the math. Okay. And there's 112 pumps. And this is one petrol station, ladies and gentlemen. One petrol station. So, basically, they had two of, you know, the buildings where the pumps are. Yeah. They had 14 columns each. So, it's 28 columns. And they had four pumps each. So, am I doing the math right? Is that 112?
0: I don't know. You're the scientist. Yeah, 112. Did you do that all yourself in your head, or did you need to use the calculator? No, I used the calculator. Okay, well,
1: you're cheating. Well, it's not cheating. I have a calculator. Okay. But realistically, the thing that actually caught my eye was the uh, the freezers for ice. Because I counted them on one side, and they were 40 freezers.
0: Just filled with ice?
1: Just filled with ice. You know, like the ones in their service stations, the one that had a little bit of a, a an inclination on the door, and you pick the eyes, and then realised that on the other side of the door there were another forty, there were eighty freezers just for eyes in that bucket,
0: and basically this is a service station that is a destination in itself because we then went inside to the shop, and it was something else. I oh, at everything. They literally had everything from chewing gum to clothes, all branded buckies as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. everything branded buckies. It's like, um, what's the logo? Is it um, a, a beaver? Yeah. A beaver with like a, a trucker's cap on, isn't it?
1: I think so. Yeah. Then you had a whole wall of jerky.
0: Well, they had the wall of jerky and then they had the fresh jerky as well. Oh,
1: yeah. They had a whole counter with fresh jerky. Chicken, beef, every jerky that you couldn't think of, and then a whole wall of the packed stuff, which obviously we bought. It was quite expensive, the turkey.
0: Was well, it? I didn't look at the price.
1: So you had different prices, but you had from seven dollars to like sixteen dollars for a pack of Is turkey. Yeah. You know? oh. The posh one, the garlic and pepper one. I'm I'm kinda on one side I'm kinda gutted we didn't buy it, but at the same time it was like sixteen quid. Yeah, we just a... went for
0: box standard. You know I mean? But to put all this into context the new Bronfell store, which is one that we didn't go to, but mm-hmm. it's a, a bookies shop, is the largest convenience store in the world. And that one is 66,335 square feet.
1: Yeah, all this talk about feet and thing. I don't know what that is.
0: <laughs> well, it's big. That's okay, all who you big. need to know. They even had the hun section as well, didn't they? Oh, God. But the whole thing was very hun, wasn't it? Texas was very hun. Texas was very hun. Lots of live, laugh, love. Well... Not so much live laugh love, more like if you don't like my gun, you don't like my freedom, get out of here. So kind
1: of hardcore Hun, wasn't it? I think there was a little bit of both. I think there was there was very live laugh love, very sort of Hun live laugh love, and then there was hardcore live laugh love laugh, <laughs> because uh, the, we went into into a shop as well, and they had a lot of live laugh love style things but again some of and and then you know how you get the the cheeky alcoholic ones yeah you know it's like don't mess with my prosecco things like that <laughs> although there in texas was like kind of don't mess with my beer or you know i'm a christian mum, very very catholic as well i'm a christian mum, but i can still whack you you know it's things <laughs> literally things like that so there was a, a there was a mix of live love love very hun but very hand, not just with han and alcohol, with han with alcohol, cheeses and guns. And guns.
0: Yeah, a lot of signs about guns. Yeah.
1: And then we also drove by the Tesla Chica factory. Basically, it's where Tesla man- is going to manufacture the cars. It's still a little bit on the construction parts are open. And it's a massive building, isn't it?
0: Wow, fun facts. Oh. It's the country's biggest factory by size. And I have that in meters squared, you'll be pleased to know. 929 1,000 metres squared. Oh, so thank you for using metres. And it's the second largest building in the world by volume. 9.57 million metre cubed. Wow. And that comes after the Boeing Everett factory. Because obviously, although it's the Boeing factory doesn't have as much ground floor space... Yeah, it needs to be very high, high for, the for the planes.
1: Too. There's one last thing that is bigger in Texas. What? Men's
0: bums. <sighs> I knew this would happen.
1: Don't get me wrong. I love your bum. I will choose your <laughs> bum until the <laughs> end of the hope world. So. <laughs> because it's the best bum in the world.
0: Whoop whoop. Can I have that in writing, please? Yeah, you can.
1: And it's recorded here. Oh yeah. But on average, more men in Texas, at least, have big bums in contrast to the UK. And big in a good way, big in a round. Big bum.
0: I don't think it's the fact that they just had bigger bum. I think people in Texas are bigger. And I don't necessarily mean fatter. They are just overall, proportion-wise, they are bigger than Mm. Europeans.
1: Why the hips? Why the shoulders? Yeah, I noticed that. They are bigger. And again, it doesn't mean necessarily fat. They are bigger. And the bums. And you know I'm a bum man. I I do (laughs) like bums. So it was kind of like, oh, looking everywhere. Oh, that's a nice bum. Oh, that's a nice bum. You're ugly, but you have a nice bum. You know, things like that.
0: All right. Well, listen, before we go into your sexual fantasies, the other thing that we need to say about the people of Texas is that they were so nice.
1: Yeah, their hearts were as big as their bums.
0: Stop going on about the (laughs) bums. I'm going to get a complex. We met some of the nicest people. I mean, first of all, the service in restaurants was impeccable. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, even when they got things... Well, service wasn't impeccable. When we went to Gatos...
0: It's a seafood restaurant in Galveston.
1: Yeah. And, again, the lady, the girl that took our order and served us was so, so good. I mean, she got your order wrong, uh, the side at least, Uh, got your side wrong. We asked her for lemon for the fried food. The lemon came by the time we have already finished it. It wasn't the best service in terms of getting everything right but you still don't care. Because they treat you so well and they're so cheerful and they're so nice to you that you just don't care.
0: Yeah, and she brought out the wrong appetiser for us and when we said we didn't order that Instead of taking it away like they would do in this country and probably eat it up for the next customer, they just left it on the table. Yeah. So we had like an extra appetizer. I was like, get in, double appetizer.
1: Customer service in general, in shops, everywhere you go, everyone is so nice, everyone is so polite. It's really nice. And I think that that also translates into the streets, doesn't
0: it? Oh, yeah. We were like stars in the streets. Like people would literally stop you and compliment on your tattoo on your leg. Yeah. It was very hot. We were wearing shorts. And people would quite willingly, just stopping you in the street, saying, nice tattoo. Yeah,
1: I love your tattoo. And the same with your glasses as well.
0: Yes. You had a lot of that with your glasses. Well, they are new glasses. So people obviously appreciated the newness.
1: And we had the highest of customer service.
0: I have one regret from my holiday. And that was that we didn't have a picture with Neil.
1: Um, And I asked you whether you wanted me to ask Neil for a photo, to take a photo. And you said no. I know. So that's on you.
0: So a little bit of context here, guys. We went to Space Centre Houston. Yes. Which is situated next to the Johnson Space Centre, which is part of NASA. Mm -hmm. Most people know it for Houston, we have a problem. Not actually what was said. I think it was, we have a problem here, Houston, or something along those lines. But anyway, everyone knows it. For Houston, we have a problem from Apollo 13. But it's also where Apollo 11 was run Basically, yeah. the mission was run. Once the rocket had taken off in Florida, the mission is then run from this control centre in Houston. And we went to the original room where most of the Apollo missions were... Commanded. Commanded. Thank you. I can't get my words out today. I know. Try Spanish because you're fluent in Spanish. See, 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 si. So, moving on. So we actually got to go to Mission Control in Houston, and the room is incredible. It's basically exactly as it was left in 1969 when they guided the first men onto the moon, Apollo 11. Yes. And it all lights up, and they show do this little show.
1: And they do like a 15-minute long reenactment of the 15 minutes sort of coming into the moon landing.
0: And they didn't have computers back then. They're basically looking at graphs on a screen.
1: Yeah, so basically all of the things that you can see in the screen are actually meters. They are measuring things and showing that. So they weren't actually computers in that room. They were just sort of the displays of different meters.
0: They did have some computers, but they were on the ground floor, weren't they? And they filled an entire warehouse or something like that. Yeah, and they were were like nine megabytes. Oh, yeah. Which is like... It's like floppy disk, isn't it, basically?
1: Uh, I can't remember how much. No,
0: but floppy disk had 1.4 mega, didn't it? Oh, I don't know. All right, geek. It's basically like three photographs, isn't it? Three or four photographs. Nine megabytes. Yeah. But before we watched the film and, and did the audiovisual experience, we were introduced to Neil and Neil sort of gave us a bit of background about it all and he was such a lovely guy Neil he said himself not the Neil as in Neil Armstrong and he was just really cool he he held up a newspaper from the date when we landed on the moon and said oh hi kids this is a newspaper in case you don't know and he was just so lovely yeah he was just so lovely and he was just I just wanted to give him a hug like he just made it so special like he was so passionate about space so passionate about NASA and he just brought things alive and he was there at the end he was willing to answer questions and he's a volunteer like he was giving up his time to be there I don't think he was being paid and and I just love Neil. And I regret that I didn't have a photo with him because he was so, so lovely.
1: I know. You also wanted a photo with Trey, didn't you? Who was Trey? The guy that took us in that, like, train thing. Oh,
0: Trey. Yeah, so he was the guide on the... So to go through the Johnson Space Centre, you go on what they call a tram, but it's not a tram. It's basically loads of golf carts, like, stuck together. And you kind of go on, like, a backlot tour, if you like. Yeah. And you go and see all the places...
1: Like the one you see in films that tour you around the studios
0: in Hollywood. Yeah. like that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But instead, you go past rockets yeah. and...
1: Oh, yeah, we saw the Saturn V. Where we the saw... astronauts
0: train and yeah. all that kind of stuff. We
1: saw the SpaceX Falcon 9.
0: We saw everything. We but saw everything. It was amazing. But yeah, Trey was lovely. Yeah,
1: yeah. I knew you'd like I think Trey. I
0: would have liked more than a photo with Trey. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> After having to go at you for talking about bums, I- I'm now having a little Trey moment. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: But shout out to Trey, but mostly shout out to
0: Neil. Shout out to Neil. But there's one person that will not be getting a shout out. Well, they are getting a shout out, but for the wrong reasons. You, you, are, you have experienced the worst of US customer service. So we were downtown Houston. We were walking around and the distances are big. Like to walk on foot in America, the distances are big between the destinations that we wanted to go to. So your friend suggested that we could hire bikes, but we weren't really sure how to do it. Like, did we need a credit card? Do we need a like a special pass or something like that? And I said, well, look, over the other side of the road is the transit centre for the local transport authority. So I'll go in and speak to them. So I went in and there was said lady on there. I won't mention her name, but I do know her name. No. She had a on.
1: Name and shame. No,
0: I'm not naming shaming. And I said to her, well people might recognise her from how I described, she was the ultimate Karen because I said to her, Hi, you know, we're tourists, we're exploring downtown Houston. Um we understand that we can get bikes. Are you able to help us here? And she literally went, No. <laughs> and that was it, shut down. <laughs> Like, literally, mm, no. no. Not like, I don't know, shall I look it up for you? Or, why don't you go and speak to this person down here? Or, if you go to this building, you can find out more. No, it was just a, mm, no.
1: And it was a transport building, so how were we asked to know that the public parts are not part of the city's transport? Fuming babes. Are you fuming babes? I was absolutely
0: fuming babes. So yeah, that was good customer service and bad customer service. Yeah,
1: but it has to be said. If you can imagine that that was the worst customer service we received, you can fairly say that Texas has very good customer service. Yeah. And aside from customer service, you can say that people have been absolutely fantastic to us.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to go back and have that hospitality and the food. Oh, the food. Can we talk about the food for a minute? Yes, let's talk about the food. A what was your favourite meal we had while we were away? Ooh,
1: I, I'm torn. Can I do like a, no. a, a surf and turf? No. 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 One, one meal. One meal, the barbecue. <sighs> oh, the barbecue. That brisket. I mean, that brisket was amazing. Smoked brisket for hours. It was so, so tender. And you know, they, rub, they do the rabbit with like a pepper wrap, so it was really, mm-hmm. really nice. And then we had ribs as well, pork ribs, Mm -hmm. glazed pork ribs. There's nothing like I've tried in the UK. No. No. And don't get me wrong, the UK has, in my opinion, one of the best porks in the world. So it has to be the cooking method and the seasoning. Mm. I think here in the UK, we just chuck loads of barbecue sauce and call it barbecue. (laughs) Yeah, and
0: hope for the best. Yeah, and
1: hope for the best. Whereas there, there's a whole spice rub that they use. Well, do
0: you remember when we went to the supermarket? I mean, there was pretty much a whole barbecue aisle, wasn't yeah, there? Yeah, all of the rubs that you can use for and It was massive. That was a good meal. Strangely, not served on a plate, though. They basically give it to you on a tray. Yeah. It's like going and getting a school dinner or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, realistically, we had that meal and we saw it. and we like, mm, this doesn't look like a lot. I'm, uh, am I going to go hungry with this? Because and a few hours later, we needed to go for a walk because we were... Sitting on the, on the sofa and just dosing off. We were so full.
0: Well, I think that's going to be one of my long lasting memories of Texas. It's just eating until we were about to burst, and then going for a long walk. Well, the we walk we way. did that quite a lot. Yeah, but we had to try all of the other things. What was your number one meal? Well. I guess you would call it more of an experience because my number one meal was at Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh, the 80s diner. Houston's only 80s diner. Wow. (laughs) And as soon as we walked through the door, I knew I was in heaven because we opened the door and the door chime was Yellow's, oh yeah, bow, bow, literally as we opened the door. And I was like, this is a place that I want to be. Again, great customer service. But the food was pure diner food, exactly what I wanted. I had biscuits and gravy, which is not what you would imagine as an English person, because it wasn't a biscuit. It's basically a scone, or kind of like a scone, really. Yeah. And the gravy is white. Yeah, and it's a in gravy. Yeah, it's a in gravy. And I had a burger that had waffles as buns. Mm Mm-hmm. It was incredible food absolutely everything i wanted and of course because it's such great service you order a coffee and they're constantly refilling it i was buzzing as we left oh but, yeah you drank that
1: day <laughs> you drank so much
0: coffee which meant i was like high as a kite when we opened the door again to leave and it went bow bow mm. oh yeah <laughs> i like that experience
1: but it has to be I, it has to be said as food goes after the barbecue my favorite was the one in galveston was Gados. Oh, the seafood. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I had, basically, it was a prawn, like open butterfly, (laughs) and then made into like a meatball with crab meat and fried, because everything's fried. And that was amazing. And it was like in a sauce, similar to uh, gravy. It was like a white sauce, garlicky sauce. Oh, that was so good.
0: But um, there is something about food in texas what is it about food in texas that we haven't discussed yet and that's my upcoming god i know where this is going star appearance in a marketing campaign for a texan burger chain
1: yeah so and it's all your fault well yeah it is my fault but in more than one way so basically in the list of things to do you wanted to go to a burger chain called in and out burger and i said you know what no, I mean, of all of the places that you want to take me, I'm not going to fly all across the ocean to go to an In-N-Out burger. It's still a burger chain. But then a friend there suggested, well, you can go to In-N-Out burger, but they said Texan burger chain called Whataburger. What a burger. Or one word. Yeah. That's why I can only pronounce it in an American accent. What a burger. That's kind of like a Butch accent, not American accent. You like it though? No, it sounds fake. You like From it. you? You like it. From you, it sounds fake. You like it. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, has to be said, what a Really nice burger. So good. It was much better than probably most chains I've had. It was really, really good. So, I took a photo of you that with the cup. And um, we just took a photo with the cup because, again, it was kind of like the medium meal and the cup was. Massive, yeah,
0: yeah, and the uh, the logo is pretty iconic because it's like an orange and white stripes. It kind of looks like the Wonder Woman logo. Yeah, it's a it?
1: W that kind of looks like Wonder Woman, but in orange.
0: Yeah, and they do the branding really well. Like it's really, really cool branding that they've got.
1: So I sent you this photo because I took it from my phone and just put on the message just to put something to write something. Oh, slide into their DMs. You took it seriously, and you did. I did, and they
0: replied. What did they reply? They basically said, hi Ben, (laughs) I'm paraphrasing here, we love the photo, can we use it in our upcoming advertising campaign?
1: Well, yes you are paraphrasing, advertising campaign or just a post on social media?
0: No, they said advertising campaign. Ooh, are you going to go viral? Well I hope so, I mean they did ask specifically if they can put it on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter they have 1.2 million followers. Okay, so... So, Ben's about to go viral. Mm, I mean... It's not going to... yet. Yeah, I have given them the permission to do so. So, just watch this space. Obviously, yeah. we'll share it on all of our social media channels as well, should it uh,
1: emerge. And enjoy Ben's photo. It's a really good photo.
0: It's a great photo. It's a great photo. It's ad campaign worthy, I would say. I would say. It's
1: not the same as the photo that we would have taken when we finally had the collages.
0: Yeah, I was really excited about kolaches, and I really kind of built it up, because every morning, we were so full from the night before, we didn't really have breakfast. So on the final day, we actually got round to having kolaches, and I was a bit disappointed. Well, the thing is, it literally, we drive like 20 minutes
1: to go to a place that had kolaches, because you wanted kolaches, and it was our last day in Houston. Now, imagine a sausage bun that you haven't cut, uh-huh. and you basically just stick a sausage in it
0: with cheese yeah but that's it yeah i could have made it at home
1: yeah and to be fair we can probably make it at home we can't well i don't know because all of the buns that we buy tend to be already cut
0: yeah which you find quite annoying don't you
1: well i find quite annoying because it's cut on the
0: top instead of on the side we've had this discussion before let's not go there
1: it's weird (laughs) and it's wrong
0: I love how you get so stressed about where bread's cut But um, yeah, so we visited three places And I think think maybe we've got a few tips that we can share with our listeners If they're going to go on holiday to Texas So obviously we landed and spent most of our time in Houston Yes We did the Museum of Fine Arts Which was incredible I mean, it's basically If you name a famous artist throughout history Name one Matisse he was in there. Name another. Um, Monet. He was in there. Name another. Antonio
1: Berni. Rosario Bon. Ah, he was in there too. He was in there Basically, too.
0: Basically, it's the greatest hits of art from around the world.
1: It has to be said, I don't normally enjoy art museums. I don't. I just get bored because I'm not a technical person when it comes to art. I just go look at a painting. I like it. I don't like it. That's it. I move on but this one was really good we spent hours in there and again the Kandinsky was, were wonderful then they had Dalis as well they they have so many artists from all over the world of course I mentioned they, they had a whole like Latin American section and of course there were a couple of pieces sculptures and, uh, and work from Antonio Berni who is a very very famous one well, was I think he died who was a very famous artist, originally from the city of Rosario in Argentina, another Argentinian and Latin American artist, Spanish. There's, there were so many artists from all over the world and it was so, so good.
0: And it's in an area of Houston called the Museum District yes. and literally there is any type of museum you can think of there. And the great thing about the museum when we went, because we went on a Thursday yeah. and it's free on a Thursday,
1: Oh, I thought it was every day. That's no, 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 it was, no, it was on free a on a
0: Thursday. That's why we went on the Thursday. And after we went there, we then went to...
1: <laughs> well, yeah, let me just say, Houston is full of art. It's There's so much art there of any kind. I know where you're going with this. That's why I'm self-clarifying. It's of any kind. And it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. Even if you're not an artsy person, it's still really, really cool to go and see see it. But we went and spent time with a nice
0: crowd. (laughs) With a nice crowd, Yes. yes. We went to the Art Car Museum. And it's basically what it says on the tin. It's a museum full of cars that have been done up by artists. Well, to be fair, yes, full of well there was three three (laughs) they kind of rotate them around they have a warehouse just outside of houston where all of the art cars are kept they don't have a lot of space that's the thing they don't have a lot of space and they curate an art exhibition of the cars around a temporary exhibition by a local artist yeah so the local artist that was displaying art when we were there he was into sort of metal and sculptures and kind of quite sort of gothic looking things so they had a car there that was in the shape of a bat That's yeah yeah not batman's car but it was kind of like it had bat features didn't it
1: yeah then they had a car that was kind of like a very low sports car that was very demonic looking yeah and then the third car that as was kind of like a, a gothic batmobile wasn't it
0: mm-hmm and I think it used to be a Golf. It was a VW Golf that had been modified. And they all drove as well.
1: Yeah, but they- I actually meant the other one because the thing is the Golf looked like uh, so the <laughs> uh, let's be honest. The Golf looked like a Batmobile from an uh, Adam West style Batmobile. Yes. So it was quite camp and uh, Yes. But then the other one that was n- closer to the door, that was like a, a bigger car, a darker car. It was more like Nolan's Batman.
0: Yes. Yeah, and and that's the a crowd. good way of explaining it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they were different badmans. But there was some again, other volunteers in the museum who again were lovely and so generous yeah. with their time. But this one gentleman, I mean, if he told us once that the people who are part of the art car movement are a good crowd, he must have told us twenty five million times. Yeah. Oh, it's a good crowd. It's a great crowd. It's a, a nice, p- crowd. They're it's nice a- crowd. Nice people. It's a nice crowd. Nice yeah. crowd. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think he was trying to sort of eliminate the stigma because the the look of the car is quite dark and harsh and so on. I suppose he was trying to get off that image that oh, these people are going to be really like grumpy, dark, old people. They're a nice crowd.
0: They're a nice crowd. So yeah, if you're thinking of uh, joining the art car movement, they're a nice crowd.
1: We also went to the graffiti art
0: park. That was east downtown,
1: wasn't east it? East downtown, close to where the Beatles statue was. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just a big building, and it's graffitied all around, but it's impeccable. The quality of that graffiti is amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not just your regular graffiti person who just won and put their name or, you know, something like that. It's literally amazing art.
0: We saw a house that was made out of beer cans. Yeah, we drove
1: that one. And it was in a really nice neighbourhood. So all I could think of is, mm, the neighbours must be really happy to have this, uh, this guy as a neighbour.
0: But one of my most favourite things to have done in Houston was go to the Buffalo Bayou Park. And I have to say, Houston, for all the fact that it's built up and is you know very much a concrete jungle, there's so many parks and green spaces. Massive parks. But in the Buffalo Bayou Park in particular, they have the Woff Bridge bat colony it's basically a bridge and bats live underneath and every night at sunset the bats come out because obviously bats are nocturnal and I'd read online that underneath the bridge the colony is about 250,000 bats and I was like yeah whatever like I mean it was a big bridge but like 250,000 bats yeah but oh my gosh when those bats came out
1: and they start coming out and they form like a cloud. Yes. Of yeah. I
0: presume that's to scare away predators to make them yeah. think like they're bigger than they actually are. And it was incredible. And these spirals are coming out of the bridge and they're just coming and coming in this kind of stream of like sort of black dots, aren't they? And they and then they just dis- then after a couple of minutes they've all gone. It was incredible.
1: I know. It was really really good. We had to wait until it got dark of course because um, you know, as you said, bat comes out at, at sunset, and there's a lot of people that gather there. And apparently, on Fridays, you get like a volunteer that goes and gives you explanations about the bats, oh. didn't it? But we didn't go on a on a Friday.
0: No, we went on a Monday.
1: But from that dark space to another dark space, that I I feel actually robbed. <laughs> I feel quite disappointed. <laughs>
0: okay, what's that?
1: Because we went into the downtown Houston and one of the things that appears in all of the um, travel guides and so on is, oh, you have to go and walk through the tunnels. (laughs) So basically, because it's really, really warm, you have in the downtown a whole sort of network of tunnels that connect buildings. So you can walk down there to avoid, you know, going out and walking in the warm. And I really thought it would be sort of like, you know, like an underground market, if you like. You know, like, not an underground in terms of illegal, but like, basically a market. And it was not. It was just hallways. It was literally just hallways with spaces where you could have sort of places to eat or, or buy a coffee.
0: I did wonder why you were getting so excited about it, because I kind of knew that it was going to be like that. Because I'd experienced something similar in Toronto. And I thought, this is going to be the same kind of thing. So, yeah, that one's on you, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, it wasn't the best thing. It was literally just hallways.
0: But also in Houston, we did give back to the community. Here on Bareback, we are all about giving back. Um, I mean we were staying not far from Montrose, which is We
1: were staying in Montrose. Were we in Montrose? Yeah. I thought we
0: were in midtown. No, it's technically Montrose. Oh, okay. Well Montrose is where is the centre of the LGBTQ plus community yeah. in Texas. So we obviously did our part and went and support some of the local bars there. Which is
1: really weird, it has to be said, because all of the bars are kinda of scattered in a place where they're surrounded by houses.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: It's kind of a mix of a suburban area with bars. Yeah. And it was quite weird.
0: Yeah. And in fact, some of the bars were basically just converted houses, weren't they? Yeah. But we went to JR's Bar and Grill, shout out, in yeah. Montrose. And it was karaoke night. So, of course, we decided to give them the best of British. Well, British and Argentinian. I mean, the best of British. <laughs> well, we sung Spice Girls. That's what I I'm know. trying to get to. And Wannabe went down a storm so much that we had... we had Well, we had a superfan, didn't we?
1: Well, it was really weird. There was this guy who was just singing the lyrics along with us. And he knew all of the lyrics, including the rap. I noticed that he was mouthing as well. And he was dancing in front of the stage looking at us. Like, again, he looked like a groupie in a concert and this guy has never met us because we've never been there
0: and also it was the end of the night there I wasn't yeah. a lot of people in the bar either.
1: yeah to be fair that was a good, That was kind of like a good thing when we registered the, the bar was packed but then when it came for us for us to sing it was quite empty yeah. which considering my singing <laughs> abilities which everyone who listens to Bareback has been exposed to already now yeah it was a good thing,
0: but a great part of town Montrose, I absolutely loved it, and you could tell that it was very gentrified because I've never been to a wine cafe before, which is how the server described Postino, which was one of the venues that we went to. And I know he said, welcome. To postino we are a wine cafe i know a
1: wine cafe it sounds like a contradiction in terms it has to be said well there you are so
0: while we were in texas we also went to galveston as well
1: yes why did we go to galveston
0: because it was an island off the coast of the mainland
1: why did we go
0: to galveston to experienced u.s seaside life Why did we go to Galveston? Because we went to the Galveston Railroad Museum. Woo, woo. Yeah, so there's always a train museum. Yeah, I had to get one in. It was brilliant, though. It was really good, wasn't it? It was the old train station, and they'd recreated it as it would have been in the sort of 50s. It was amazing. Okay, yeah. (laughs) We weren't there that long. To be fair, we went there, um, and then we went into the historic district, district. We and went is, to Gado's, and we did all those cool things.
1: And to be fair, the Railroad Museum had parking,
0: <laughs> ding,
1: and it was literally on the um, uh, on the end of Strand Street, which is the main commercial road there in the city center of Galveston. Yeah. To be fair, it has to be said, Galveston was really, really nice. It looks very. Middle America. So, you know, the the main road, which is a really wide road with all of the shops on the side and some of the balconies. And you can tell that there's a lot of influence there from the whole of the South because some of the balconies looked very New Orleans style. Yes. Uh, so very kind of like a French influence there. But then very uh, Americana style
0: brick buildings. And I, I think that's the thing. Like in Texas, we got to live out all those fantasies that you see in the films. Like when we drove from Houston to then go to Austin which was mm-hmm. the third place that we went to we drove through sort of like proper farmland and you know they had the red barns they had the longhorn cattle they had the the, tower. the windmill towers
1: yeah, and they had the, the water tower as well for the town with the name of the town yeah. and they had all of the oil pumps as well you know that you can see just in any regular field uh, the oil pump that you can see going up and down, up yeah. and down um, there, so yeah, it was very, very middle, middle America. And Galveston is a very much a touristy place. It's where Texan is one of the places where Texans go on summer holidays because it's by the Gulf of Mexico. So we did have the the U.S. experience,
0: except for one thing. Yeah, I was really excited about going to the Galveston Island Historic Pleasure Pier, but it was closed. It was closed. Yeah. So it's closed on a Monday.
1: To be fair, the only thing that I've, that I find and found amusing, and again you told me that this is not a joke in the UK, but it is the one of the rides that was called Big Top. And I said, Well, who cannot
0: use <laughs> yeah, a big but top? A big top in in English is like the the circus tent.
1: She's let me live my dreams. Okay.
0: But yeah, so then we went to Austin and Austin, very, very different city from Houston. It's the state capital and we went to the Capitol building, which I think is larger than the equivalent in Washington.
1: Yeah, that's what we were told.
0: But it's it's kind of a different colour. It's not pure white, is it? It's kind of got like a reddish, yeah. I guess, sandstone, isn't it? Yeah. But it's definitely, despite the fact that it's kind of the centre of government for Texas, it's very much a post-hipster town.
1: Yeah, it's very much hipster. have been there, but then left. Mm-hmm. So there's still this element of hipsteriness to it. But at the same time, it's a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more dingy. Yes. Yeah. You know, hipsters like to keep their the things clean. But again, at the same time, it wasn't that rigidly hipster where you need to have the you know the man bun and you need to have the um, cookie clothes. or it, it was more relaxed. People just did themselves.
0: It's like you do you, but <laughs> Austin style. Well, I mean, literally, there was a guy there who was doing him because. In Southern Congress, or SoCo, as the locals call it, which is an area, again, very similar to the Strand in Galveston, like these were kind of dilapidated buildings that have been brought back into use yeah. as sort of a commercial area. Very nice sort of like, you know, the kind of place where you'd go and buy like gifts for families and friends. But there was a guy walking up and down the street on a horse dressed as a bunny. Well, it was Easter. It was Easter, yeah, you know. But yeah, that's the kind of thing. And And he he was waving at people, and that's all he was doing. Yeah,
1: And and it has to be said, I was a little bit worried when we went to SoCo. SoCo. Because at first, so there's there's South Congress Avenue, and then there's uh, South Congress District. So we went to South Congress District first, and it looked crap. But There just
0: wasn't much going on there, was there?
1: But then we realised we were in the wrong place. (laughs) What we were looking was a section of South Congress Avenue, which, again, is this large avenue. And you have, as you said, very independent, very indie shops, very local, but very design as well. That's kind of like the hipster thing uh, um, of that area. is that very independent shops, but very design-focused shop. It wasn't just your, oh, we're going to sell you a, a... you know, a wooden bracelet <laughs> on the street. It was the artwork and and clothes, and there was a lot of very like bespoke um, cowboy hats. And do you remember they had that shop called By George as well. Yes, and the logo is the same as the same font. Not the logo it's the same font as George Byasta.
0: Yeah, which is the supermarket chain. Yeah. Now, I don't know if it's the same company, but I very much doubt it is.
1: Someone copied someone, (laughs) but we saw all of these clothes, and they look quite trendy and fashionable. Is this what Asta is doing in the US?
0: But they were owned by Walmart at one point, and they might still be, actually. Asda, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe.
1: It has to be said, we only bought food and ice cream there. As we said, we went into an Italian restaurant. Fucking hell. A plate of risotto was $47.
0: Yeah, it was expensive with Stokoe. Okay? Yeah, we of course we didn't get it. We got the, like... $20 pizza. It
1: wasn't 20 it was like 28 But It
0: was. Oh, yeah, because you had the tax, don't you? Yeah,
1: it was like $28 pizza. Mm,
0: I always forget. That's mm. the thing with the tax. It's so confusing.
1: But to be fair, it was an amazing pizza. But again, it was um, quite expensive. Everything... I, I think a lot of things in the US were quite expensive, weren't they?
0: Yeah, I think I went... Probably about fifteen years ago with my best friend, and I remembered it being super cheap. And then I went back more recently with work, and I remembered it being not as cheap, but still reasonable. I just think that prices have got more expensive over there. Yeah.
1: The good thing about Austin is that you have so many parks as well, and so many places to go. And you can actually swim on the lake. You can get out of the uh, of the office and swim on the lake. It's so
0: it's crystal clear, isn't it? Well, you've got Barton Springs Pool, which is in Zilker Park. And it's basically a, a swimming pool, but it's constantly fed by a natural spring. Yeah. And then you've got Lady Bird Lake, which is part of the Colorado River. And literally, it's this body of water and you can see all the high-rise buildings in downtown. So like you say, literally from desk to pool, because like, you can swim in the river there. It's incredible. Absolutely amazing.
1: I think overall we've had an amazing time in Texas. There has been one thing... That I haven't told you about. Oh, you're looking quite serious, Bob. I don't know if I want to know this. No, to be fair, the thing is, is I kind of did and I kind of didn't. Okay. So you kind of know and you kind of don't know. Okay. So the part that you don't know is that whilst we were in Texas, I started taking a lot of photos of men's toilets. Okay. So, you know, I go to 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 the toilet a lot.
0: Yes. Yeah, you love being in the toilet.
1: People who know me know that I go to the toilet a lot. I literally poo like three, four times a day. Oh, gosh. We're going there. All right. So when you are out and about, I was in a toilet, and I thought, what if I started doing like online reviews of toilets, of public toilets?
0: Is that what you've started doing?
1: Well, I haven't started doing it. I've just taken the photos, and I thought, maybe I can do a couple here. Oh, God. I think it's a great idea. People want to know where they, want to, where, where they can go and pool freely.
0: Well, I you know, when I go to a nice restaurant or a museum, the first thing I don't think of is, well, I'm only going to go there if it's got a nice toilet.
1: Well, no, it's not the only thing, but if you're going to have a food that you know is going to make you want to go to the toilet, you want the toilet to be nice, don't you? Well,
0: I suppose there's a slight bit of logic in all of that.
1: I think a lot of people would appreciate it, having reviews of public toilets.
0: Okay... I guess this is something we have to ask the listeners because I'm not entirely convinced. Okay. So I'll tell you what. I'll go
1: for the first one. Okay. Which is the one where I got the idea from. Okay. Which is the research center of the public library in Houston, Texas. Okay. It was a very nice building. Very nice building. Very nice historic building as well. Okay. So let's go move on to the bathroom. The building okay. was nice. Let's move on to the bathroom. Okay. It has to be sent spotless clean. Right, and everything on stainless steel, and you know how difficult it is to get streaks of stainless yeah. steel. So someone spent a lot of time cleaning that bathroom. Yeah, even when you lifted the the seat of the toilet, it was clean. It wasn't peed all around. Nice. So nice. I, I think I probably went in like five minutes after someone had cleaned it. To be fair, it kind of, it looked like that. I, I mean, I'm not being funny, but I'm kind of gutted go- that I didn't go to that toilet myself. I know. Water was warm, which is not common in the US. A lot of places just have cold water. Yes. The soap dispenser didn't work very well. Oh.
0: wait, wait, wait.
1: You had to go outside for the hand sanitizer. They didn't have hand sanitizer inside. mm mm-hmm. Toilet paper. It was all right. It was public bathroom toilet paper, but it wasn't the one that was, like, super thin. Yes. So, it was decent enough. You could wipe yourself... and it it didn't
0: like disintegrate in your crack it
1: didn't disintegrate in your crack I think that the main issue that I had with it is that it had no personality whatsoever oh there was nothing about it it was stainless steel the floors were like a a clear um, small tile there was nothing there three and a half stars
0: oh three and a half stars out of five
1: out of five okay hungry like a wolf
0: I went to the bathroom in there Well, I went to the bathroom in Hungry Like the Wolf. So before we do this discussion, how many stars did you give it?
1: I would give Hungry Like a Wolf three and a
0: half stars. See, I would have given it four. Mm. Why, Why did you only give it three and a half stars? So... 80s themed diner, people. Yeah.
1: So... Love the design. All of these, uh, all, all of these pictures uh, on the walls of, of sexy eighties women. You know, you had your Cindy Crawford there. You had your like your Heather Locklear. You had all of these eighties babes. Yeah. A little bit, a little, little bit, bit, bit heteronormative. Um, a little bit heteronormative, and also a little bit, you know, skimpy clothes, like very, very much like swimsuit additions. But it was of the era. I it guess. was of the era. It was part of the. It, it was part of the eighties. It was cleanish. It was clean, but it could have used a little bit of a wipe. <laughs> water was cold. Um, but you had to move around your hands. You know, the sensor for the water. You had to move it. And I never know where to put my hands there. Mm. Some, you know, when you've just your hands there and you say, well... Would it's you like what, a
0: map or something to kinda. explain where to put your hands?
1: But there wasn't a lot of water, so it took a lot of rubbing oh, to dear. clean. But the main thing why it only has three and a half stars, it literally it was like the paper was so thin. It's like, I know you want to reduce your cost. Mm. but people end up using far more toilet paper right it, it, it's if i wanted to finger myself i would finger myself at home not in the bathroom well and, hopefully
0: after you wiped
1: uh, and well, and that's the thing it's like i don't want my finger to touch my poo so give me decent toilet paper yeah. hungry like a wolf did not have decent this right toilet paper. you see
0: i didn't use the toilet paper because i just went for a tinkle mm. and so i would have given it four stars no three and a half stars three and a half stars right half stars. so well I think you've I think you, do you know what I'm coming around to the idea I think you might be onto something here Bab
1: I might start a, like a blog or something or
0: watch this space or watch this toilet
1: N- as do, it were do we have a website like raidmybathroom.com or something like that
0: I don't know but if not you need to trademark that ass up. okay will do Wow. Well, I didn't think our holiday chat would descend into the murky depths of shit, basically. (laughs) But there you go. It's what you've come to know, accept, and love on their back.
1: And it's the series finale. If you don't get scatological in the series finale, then why are you even here?
0: Well, we went there. And thank you for joining us today, and indeed for the entire series. Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. We've loved every moment from all the guests that we've had on uh, this time round and for you guys listening and sending in all your pictures, messages, and just been really encouraging and for just overall listening, basically.
1: And this isn't over. We still want to hear from you because really, I I really want to know if we're onto
0: something with the rating bathrooms um, posts. Oh, yeah, we'll be back. We will be back. And we want to hear from you in the meantime. So you can get in touch on Instagram. We are at Bareback Podcast.
1: On Twitter, we are at
0: Bareback And on Facebook, you can just find us. Just type in Bareback in the search bar and you'll eventually find us.
1: Or you can send us an email, including a photo of a bathroom that you want me to raid. At barebackpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Oh, you're going freelance now? You're going to write other people's bathroom experiences? Well, yeah,
1: there are going to be certain limitations. Send a photo as well of the brand of uh, of toilet paper you're using so I can judge that. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, why not? Do you, dear listener, want to hear more uh, ratings of bathrooms from Benja?
0: We are not turning that into a regular feature.
1: I think we should. No, I'm...
0: I'm, 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 I'm the book stops here. The but... Stops here, <laughs> shall we say, because I'm not doing that. Every week talking about where you've shit this week. Mm,
1: well, whenever whenever <laughs> we have a discussion like this, let give it to the fans.
0: I know, I know, I know, I know. Are you okay. scared
1: about the answer?
0: No, because I love our fans, but uh, Stop yes. trying to smush them. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared where this is going to take us. We're going to offshoot into a completely different podcast all about where's the best place in the world to poo. Hmm? Interesting topic, if you ask me. But yes, we are going to be off air for a while. So have a fantastic summer, guys. Or winter, if you're in the other... Ah, well done (laughs) there. If you're in the other hemisphere. But... In the meantime, I've just got to give a shout-out to friend of the show, Miss Rubella Vaccine, Miss Ruby to her friends. She has released her own podcast, so please go check out Ruby's View. It features her husband, Mr V, and their lovely friend Andy, who we've also met. So you can find out all about what's going on in her world. That's on Spotify now, Ruby's View, the first episode, rather aptly, focusing on all things drag. And it's a hoot, so go and give them a listen.
1: Definitely. And also... Again, from the bottom of my heart. And the bottom of my heart. And your bum.
0: (laughs) And all the bums in Texas, apparently. And all the bums in
1: Texas. (laughs) Guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for all of your feedback, for all of your lovely comments, your lovely reviews that you can still put on Spotify and on Apple Music. Um, I think that's it. We just love you so much.
0: Yeah, keep in touch. Let us know how things are going wherever you are in the world. And we'll be back on your favourite podcast platform sometime soon. But for now, lots of love, guys, and we'll see you soon.
1: But for now, from Bear Park,
0: Bye! Bye! <laughs> see ya. Bye.